mean, well, it, it did almost burn down one time, right? When we uh, tried to, to burn the, um, the <laughs> what was it, the mortgage? We did it inside. Oh, uh, yeah. And we weren't that close to burning it down that time. We, that we was, did have the fire like, alarm yeah. go off yeah. once during service. Yeah, that was before you and I got here. There was, yeah. yeah. That was during like a Mother's Day brunch. They were mm-hmm. warming stuff up and had paper in like the, the, the roasting pan that they put into the oven and it Let's, caught on fire. <laughs> Yeah, it, someone did not do something right, right. that time. Right. Small mishaps. <laughs> the, the smoke alarm did go off. Fire department the, was called. In the, in the middle of church, and nobody moved a muscle. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's probably nothing. If we go, we go. Which is why we're now putting together a fire evacuation <laughs> say, plan. Yeah. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the Beyond Sunday podcast. We're exploring how to take our faith beyond Sunday morning. This is Patrick Nazaroff. With me, as always, Pastor David Bowser. How are we doing, Patrick? And Elise McCarter. Still here, still pretty successful. Yes, back after... Our Easter Woo. celebration here at Little Life. I guess we released a podcast after Easter. We did, but this is our first time recording. After right. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, things at Little Life went well. It did. Uh, Bus- a lot busy of, weekend. Lots of things going on. Lots of people, lots of stuff. Lots Jesus of- was risen. Mm-hmm. Risen indeed. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the whole nine there. Right. We did the yeah. whole thing. Hit all the high points. Yep. And we are in the Easter season. We are. Yeah, what's the color of the Easter season? White. White. Okay. Yep. Oh, like the liturgical color. Yeah. Is that, is that the right term? That was. Yeah. That was very, yeah. Sure. Very good. <laughs> She's been listening. <laughs> Someone's been paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Gold star for Elise. Right. Yeah. You know, it's white. So you'll see lots of white banners and things like that. And okay. I'll wear my white stole. Okay. Stole. White on white. White on white. All right. There you go. <laughs> Do you have white sneakers to go with it? No, but that's not a bad idea. It's I, not. Yeah. I like it. I'm yeah. not sure I could pull off the Some white sneakers. Some Air Force ones. Maybe I should just get a white suit. Yes. Sure. <laughs> I, I don't wear a robe or a stole at the second service, so I could just, you know, right. go yeah. white up. Yes. Yeah. Like a seersucker. Like, It'd be like a whiteout. Like Moon Knight. That's the new sh- Marvel show on Disney Plus. Moon Knight. He okay. wears a white suit. He wears a white suit. All right. Yeah. I'm a little bit worried because you may or may not know this about me. I'm pretty pale. <laughs> so there's a possibility that me in a white suit would just like disappear just against in. a wall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry. It's amazing. Where'd he go? Right? It's just like the communion cup is just floating. <laughs> yeah. That's a, a risk that we're not willing to take. So All right. Well, we got some news. All right, what do we got? Yeah. Is it Easter news? Was there a bunny? No, I don't have any Easter news. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I have an Easter observation. Okay. Oh. New jelly bean that I just became aware of. Maybe they've existed before, but I just became aware of them. Sour Patch Kid jelly beans. Okay. What? Solid. I recommend. Huh. I mean, yeah. I've definitely had some sour jelly beans. But, is it, this is right. not a sour jelly bean. It's, it's a sour, sour patch, patch kid. jelly bean. Are they kids or no, are they jelly beans? No, they're jelly beans, but they're flavored like a sour patch candy. Okay. How does it compare to a sour patch kid? It's a different texture. It's the texture of a jelly bean, but it has the flavor of sour patch kid. Okay. 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 You didn't bring any in for our taste test. I, I brought, didn't think I, about it until right now. I brought <laughs> Coke Starlight. <laughs> you did. Yeah. Elise you brought, brought us Pop-Tarts with butter. You brought Coke Starlight Jeez. like four weeks after we talked about Still Coke So I've got like four weeks to bring <laughs> in. Go find those yeah. and bring them. Yep. Yeah. They're at my right. house. Yeah. We in my also, kids' Easter baskets. We should really try out this year's crop of Cadbury eggs. Just in case. Just in case. Might have changed the recipe. You're right. I think those are gone. Stores aren't selling them anymore. Easter's over. You got to go find the 50% off sale. That's Easter the best candy. time to buy uh, yeah. Easter candy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know the place times to buy candy. It's Halloween and 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 honestly, uh, Valentine's Day have the best like sales because they have the most kinds of candy. Easter mm, Easter has the what best peeps? The Cadbury eggs. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There's probably a lot of peeps left. I don't know. Maybe all the peeps you could. My kids have decided they love peeps. I'm like, okay. 
You eat it. That's I like fine. Peeps. You do you. I like peeps. It's, I'm not really ashamed of it either. Okay. I don't wow. expect you to be ashamed of it. I just don't I care for do them. expect you to be ashamed <laughs> yeah, of it. I mean, it's just like I've heard that like roasting peeps, like on a fire, you know, like you roast a marshmallow. I've heard that roasting peeps is really like good. They like blow up. I think they get like caramelizy on mm. the outside. Mm. Mm. I have to try it. <laughs> Bring it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring a fire in. This is how we burn the church down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> roasting <laughs> peeps. Yeah. Fill that out for the insurance claim. Yeah, like, oh, another peep loaded accident. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the new uh, deep frying a turkey. They'll, they'll have yes. to do videos on why you don't roast your peeps over an open flame. <laughs> um, how do you feel about birthday parties? Uh, my own, or other people's. Your own. Oh, yeah, I'm fine with I'm them. I'm a big fan of my own. <laughs> <laughs> I know you are. Elise <laughs> likes a birthday party. I love a birthday party. Okay. Yeah, for herself. For myself, yes, sure. specifically. Yeah. Stipulations, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, d- do you remember any like birthday party themes you've ever had? <laughs> uh i think i had like a dinosaur when i was a kid yeah that's the one that i remember that's it that's the one that i remember okay. uh, yeah. Yeah. all right at least lay it out for us what <laughs> themes live, live us the themes right. the parties. all right well one year this is probably like the strangest one is that we went to mcdonald's okay was that the theme the theme was well no it was kind of a bait and hamburgers? switch it was bait and switch my parents told me we were going to mcdonald's which we did mm-hmm. we went to mcdonald's and then we went to the rodeo Okay. okay. Was yeah. that a good switch? Yeah. <laughs> which one was the bait and which one was the switch? It, it, well, That's, the bait would be McDonald's. Okay. Yeah. So they lured you into the rodeo with McDonald's? I like the rodeo. I oh. rode in the rodeo. Did you I, know that? I hate what? the rodeo, but... Okay. Were you a mutton buster? I was a barrel racer. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's like... That's hard. Yeah, I was like 12, so... so I, mean, still I don't hard, think that makes it easier. Yeah. <laughs> so, now, I, I hope... You showed up expecting McDonald's, and it was like, "Here's, here's a horse." You know? <laughs> right. Like, oh, okay, you know. Right. No, we as went to as McDonald's. As long as there's nuggets on the other side of this. Right. <laughs> we went to McDonald's, and then we went to the rodeo. Okay, cool. so this yeah. was your birthday theme. But this is like the South Carolina rodeo, mm-hmm. not the Houston. Not, rodeo. Yeah. not the Houston. Ro- I haven't been to the Houston rodeo. Me neither. It sounds miserable. <laughs> I think it sounds fun, but it's impressive. Well, if it sounds fun, why didn't you go? Oh yeah! Wow, it sneaks up on me every year. Yeah, <laughs> it lasts like three weeks. <laughs> I was gone. Like, <laughs> um, I had a Gremlins two themed birthday That's party. Right. Yeah, we've talked about, about this. About yeah. that, yep. mm-hmm. Where we went to go see Gremlins. Amazing. Two. It was awesome. The best oh, we of did the a, We did like a hibachi and Mulan birthday party too, okay, which that's feels like fun. some real cultural fun. appropriation. Right. No, but sure. <laughs> I think that's mm-hmm. um, uh, have you ever had an office birthday or did you like an office birthday party you know i've never really worked in an office so i mean we've had like we have an office but like not the traditional office where you have like a whole bunch of people yeah so like we've had birthday celebrations like in staff parties and things. i'm fine with that I'm, i'll take a cupcake any time of day we, we've kind of gotten away from that we have yeah covid kind of put a damper on it sure and even though we've been in the office, we still don't it's do it right. anymore. Oh, you know, it just yeah, fell yeah. out, fell out Fe- of the consciousness, fell out of the rotation. Yeah, that's lame. Yeah, we should do that. Um, Maybe we should. Man wins four hundred and fifty thousand dollar lawsuit after unwanted office birthday party. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What matters here most is not just the intention of the birthday party, but the perception of how the birthday party was received. That's mm-hmm. what matters. That's what we have to pay attention to. Yeah. Um, the plaintiff, Kevin Burling, claims that unwanted 2019 birthday party at Gravity Gravity Diagnostics caused him a series of panic attacks. Oh, he's a diagnostics guy. Yeah. Of course he didn't want that birthday party. Wow. So, <laughs> Hello, judgment. This is like an accountant joke or something. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, you know, like I feel for him. He suffers from anxiety disorder. They asked him, do you want a birthday party? He said, 
no. Uh-huh. And they threw him one anyway. Yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. he told them directly, this could result in a panic attack. Yeah. I do not uh-huh. want this. They they blew this. So yeah. they did it. He had panic attacks and then they fired him because of his panic attacks. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And at a meeting the next day after his birthday, he was criticized and accused of stealing his coworkers' joy and of being a little girl. So at this point, the birthday party has become far more about the coworkers than it was about, what was his name? Right. Uh, Gavin Durling. First of all. It was never about Gavin. It was about the coworkers. First of all, Gavin should be so lucky to be a little girl. Yeah. (laughs) It's not a criticism. (laughs) Little girls have great birthday parties. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. But he won. $450,000. $450,000. I'm surprised it was only $450,000. Yeah, we could have aimed a little bit higher, Gavin. Yeah, I'm going to say right now, don't. if you acknowledge my birthday in any way, I'm suing you. <laughs> and I also Done. plan on suing you if you don't acknowledge it. So. Right. <laughs> that doesn't work. Hold on a second. Putting it out there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're stealing my joy either way. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I, I am desperate for someone here to call me a little girl so we can get some <laughs> sue on. <laughs> I'm pretty confident that we can avoid people calling you a little girl at the church. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I might wear a shirt that says, call me a little girl. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some lawyers who I think would be uh, willing to defend me in that particular case. <laughs> oh, your shirt gets subpoenaed. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, so what do you think? Uh, would you? What would be the worst birthday party that you could possibly have thrown for you? Like for yourself? Yeah. Like, oh, why, like would I thro- why would I throw th- a birthday party for myself that I Like, hate? I mean, like, would you, like, surprise party, you know? Like- well, one where nobody shows up would be the worst okay. birthday party okay. you could throw for yourself. Sure. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. That sounds pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> like, is it Not me? Not to me. Is it me having a birthday party by myself where, like, I'm alone, I get to do whatever I want for <laughs> a couple hours? Because that sounds kind of awesome. <laughs> I know. <laughs> In reality, I'm like, Have you oh. taken a vacation recently? <laughs> that sounds a great. Nap. That yeah. sounds pretty good. <laughs> get to sit around doing nothing. Staring at my phone with no responsibilities. It sounds pretty good. Yeah. Happy birthday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, the Ron Swanson birthday. I get to sit yeah. in this room by myself and eat, eat steak, steak and watch movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Worst birthday. Uh, There's probably like if you invite all the wrong people. Like there's. Sure. You know, there are yeah. people that I wouldn't want at my birthday party. And so like if someone was throwing a surprise party and all the wrong people were there. Yeah. They accidentally got like your hit list instead right. of your like besties <laughs> yeah. list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure. Sure. Pulled up the wrong app right. on the phone. How do you right. feel about like a surprise party? Do you want a surprise? Like you go in and. I'm not opposed to the. Cheers I'm not you. opposed to the notion of a surprise party. Okay. Yeah. I'd like it. <laughs> well at least we know you you want a birthday party like, i like celebrations michael if I'm you're listening you. make sure she gets a good birthday party right. this year what right. month i want to do the kim kardashian thing where we rent an island you know mm. and just everybody mm-hmm. shows up sure yeah <laughs> that's my stretch goals yep. <laughs> it's in june by the way i mean so there are like uh, me too we could do a joint island rental there we go so. there are like little islands out in lake conroe <laughs> So maybe we can just like right. boat you out there and hop you up on those rocks for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Get some good Instagram pics. Right. And, uh, <laughs> check out me on my birthday island. Right. right. Yeah. We take a cut out of Kanye. Yeah, there you go. I don't, think he's, I don't think he's invited to the next island rental right. for the Kardashian Actually, I don't family. think he even showed up to hers to begin with. Yeah, so. no, he's free. There you go. Right. <laughs> he's available. <laughs> yeah. Not stretch goals. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe that's the reason to sue. Is if Kanye West, is right? Kanye party. shows up at your birthday. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Even if he shows up or if he doesn't, either right. way, yeah, you yeah. can get in on you that. You make a good case, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's causing me emotional distress. That's right, <laughs> Kanye I, existing. Yeah, I'm distressed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are going on to our main story. All right, uh, from Christianity Today. From their creative studio. Oh, yeah, this, they have I, a creative studio. It looks like. Is it. this like their uh, animation side? <laughs> like, are they releasing <laughs> short films or what do we got? Yeah, um, f- for paid content for he gets us. Now, do you know Did what we this have is? To pay? No, we didn't pay for this. Okay. Do, do you know what he gets us? Is? I actually sent you an article about this. Do you know what he gets us is? Oh, is this the is this the thing that uh like the people in the airplane or something like that? Is that what this was? No, 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 no. okay, then I don't know what this was. It's a marketing campaign, right? It is. It's a oh, hundred okay. million dollar marketing oh, it's campaign. That one. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, to promote Jesus. Cool. Called he gets us. He's Jesus. He he's the one that. Gets he's us? the he. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Presumably. <laughs> I think they. You know, it's commercials on YouTube, mm-hmm. some billboards. He, I've not seen, I've not uh, um, encountered a He Gets Us Me organically. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a capital H though, so. That's at the beginning of a sentence. Of course it's a capital H. I was just saying. It's <laughs> obviously Jesus. It's at the beginning of a sentence. That's not <laughs> obvious. <laughs> well, anyway, I mean, I think it's, I, I think it's attached. It doesn't just say like He Gets Us, you know, like okay. it's not like a billboard that just says that. Right. Yeah. I assume. That probably exists Because I've never somewhere. seen it. Right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's a hundred million dollar campaign okay nationwide campaign and i think christianity today is a part of it oh and relevant our other friends they've combined together maybe they didn't invite us to the party yeah come on guys (laughs) (laughs) speaking of causing us emotional distress yeah yes um and so anyway relevant today is their new (laughs) hybrid name (laughs) as part of this campaign Uh they did a study asking kind of discover what do people especially non-christians think about jesus okay and the church and christians all those things. Oh, okay. okay. Um, and so the article that they produced here is, what do more people wish the church knew? So these would be from mm-hmm. non-Christians. Okay. Looking, what do they wish we knew? Oh. All right. So they're assuming that we don't know these things. Uh, yeah. And, okay. and, 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 and they might be wrong. All right. Let's find yes. out. Let's see how we do. Yeah. Um, so first the findings. I know um, a lot of stuff. So we'll see. <laughs> uh, 25% of people are skeptical about faith. I think that seems low, but okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, All that right. they surveyed, but fifty percent would be more would be open to learning more about Jesus. Mm-hmm. So there is, you know, at least a market there. Yeah. Um. So let's take a look. So first, we, they have three points here. The first is take the defenses down. Okay. They want us to do that. They want us to take our defenses down. Yes. Oh, that's the first thing we should do. Uh, okay. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So here's here's kind of how what, they're. What do they mean by that? <laughs> Here's they that. want a clear shot. <laughs> oh, good. Lower, lower the shield. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, so th- these are some of the things that people said in these interviews. Um, Andrew, and these are names changed, I believe. Andrew says, um, although even if it wasn't. Not it's Andrew. not specific Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling every Andrew I know. Right. Did you say this? <laughs> this is me taking my defenses down, okay? <laughs> um, the idea that Jesus, this is what he has said. Uh, the idea that Jesus was the son of God and that God created an offspring only to then have him die is too absurd. Mm. Um, Melinda and Laura felt similarly. I don't know if he's real, Melinda said, after watching a video depicting Jesus as a compassionate, kind friend. And Laura said, if Jesus was actually real, this is how I'd like him to be. Like a compassionate, kind friend? That's how... Yeah. Oh, I thought there was more to the sentence. Like she was about to say, like, this is this how is I'd how like I'd him like to be. Yeah. 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 I'd like him to be 5'10". Okay. And... <laughs> And so, <laughs> when she's like, 
<laughs> like she like a seeking maybe seeking one right, Jesus right. <laughs> six female foot higher male. Right. six foot tall right. 185 right. <laughs> athletic build got his own likes, likes hibachi grills right. and Mulan parties right. yeah, it's fine. good Whatever. taste in wine sure, sure. yeah well, he's definitely got a taste in wine at least yeah. that's what I'm saying yeah. I don't know if it was good or not I would say. yeah they're probably not very good I mean, his the one that he made was probably better than the others. They the, said it was the best. Sure, but uh, you know, yeah, that might still be a low bar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so as Christians, uh, maybe if you are hearing or reading these remarks, you might be easy to feel our defensives a little bit rising at this. Uh, think, okay, uh, mm-hmm. that is so feeling like we need to def- have a comeback. Yeah, for defend their, yeah. Mm-hmm. against statements like this. Yeah, like Jesus is not God's offspring. That's not the way it works. Or there is historical evidence that Jesus is real. Whether or not you agree with the Bible, mm-hmm. a character in history named Jesus at that time right. certainly existed. Right. And the only way, you know, in scripture, he's depicted as kind of compassionate. You know, like, so sure. like, it's easy to be like, you're wrong. You just don't right. get it from the outside looking in. So, so one of the first things in how we as a church could respond to kind of seeking or doubtful culture is to take down these kinds of defensive mechanisms. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So let me ask you, uh, aside from our examples here, have you yeah, ever yeah. seen kind of Christians respond in kind of like these defensive mechanisms? Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, how so? Well, I think we have sort of a, <clears throat> I say we, I think that there is a contingent of Christianity that has a sort of knee-jerk response to anybody asking questions about things. And mm-hmm, it's like, well, mm-hmm. you need to just, you know, if you had more faith or if you mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. prayed about it or, you know, you don't ask that question. Yeah. You yeah. Know? If you don't understand, you you never, you don't right, get it. Yeah. Right. And it's just like this fear of looking behind things. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Sure. For sure. I think that's been uh, one of the mm-hmm. really valuable things that I found valuable about both my college and my seminary experiences that I was surrounded by people who made me think about questions from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, I had friends in college who uh, were not Christians who didn't share my faith, but would ask questions. And I, you know, I liked them as people. And so I didn't want to like not have them around. And right. so one of the things I learned was just to listen to the right. question. Cause oftentimes it wasn't that they were looking for me to prove my point. They just wanted to have somebody who is willing to hear the question. And, you know, frankly, you know, from my perspective, God is big enough to handle whatever question you're going to throw. Right. Yeah. I don't need to have a defense to every mm-hmm. single thing that you come up with yeah. um, because, yeah. you know, Jesus isn't Tinkerbell and I don't need you to clap in order to make him real, right? Jesus is real and I believe that to be true. And mm-hmm. if you, you know, come around to seeing that, then great. And if it takes you asking questions that cause me to be a little bit distressed, then I need to put myself out of the picture because it's not about me mm-hmm. in that right. moment. Yeah, I think there's a lot of pressure to defend your faith too in mm-hmm. a lot of faith traditions at least. Yeah. You know, so there's we hear that messaging of like, well, you need to be like a witness and like all this stuff mm-hmm. that's very like churchy language. Mm-hmm. Um so there's there can be that like anxiety about oh, not sure. having the correct answers or like letting somebody pick apart your faith, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it's, you know, like you said, like Jesus really needs no defense, right? It just stands on its own mm-hmm. and it's also not your job to convince anybody of anything sure you know yeah. it's just mm-hmm. you believe what you believe yeah so i mean that that should take away some of that mm-hmm. anxiety it's yeah. just you know be like, well i do believe this and i am willing for you to question it right yeah. and it's okay to let other people point out logical flaws mm-hmm. right sure. because faith isn't intended to be logical right and so if you're you know if you're suddenly being asked a question and you think to yourself, if I don't defend this, I'm going to lose my own faith. 
well, then maybe we need to rethink what you're basing your faith on. Like right. maybe your faith is not as, uh, not as strong or not as confident. I don't even like any of those terms, right? Maybe you're just not as comfortable in your faith as you think you are. Mm-hmm. If, if you need to prove that everything you believe is absolutely hundred percent right and that everybody needs to believe exactly what you believe for your faith right. to be stable, then maybe your faith isn't what you think it is. Right. Um, you know, right. Uh, I don't need everybody to believe in Jesus exactly the way that I do. I, I think that I bring value to it. I think that I have, uh, you know, gained spiritual insights from others that I think are valuable and are worth sharing. But if you want to ask questions, ask questions. Mm-hmm. I don't need to have the right answer to every single thing that you do. Yeah. So I would say to the people taking the survey, I know that one. Oh, there you go. You know that one? These, yeah, these are things they want they, me to know, yeah. right? Yeah. Who knows yeah. it? I know that one. Yeah. <laughs> one down. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, the other day, I did was reading something online and reading the comments, and it was kind of like people. Yeah. Never oh, waited into the comments right. section. I know. Uh, uh, people, they were basically, you know, like Christians are dumb for taking all the pagan practices of Easter and corporate them. But what they were like criticizing the church for and saying, like, I'm like, these are not true. Like these are wrong things. <laughs> what you're saying, like, like Christianity is certainly like up for plenty of criticisms. Right. But sure. what you're criticizing doesn't ha- exist. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like what you're saying does not is not a thing. And so we don't sacrifice the Easter bunny every year at our Easter worship service. If that's what you're <laughs> criticizing me for, we don't do that. Yeah. So. Or I mean, like saying like we celebrate Easter for like the spring solstice or whatever. I'm like, no, it's a t- it's attached to Passover. That's why we yeah. do it during right. this time period. Like, and like it's coming from literally the text right after Jesus. Like, it's not yeah. like we took German Ger- Germanic tribes paganism to mm-hmm. attach it to Easter. That's Christmas. That's what we yeah, do. Yeah, Christmas we, yeah. Time. <laughs> yeah. We get it right. Yeah, yeah. Easter, Easter, we we are, we're not really doing it. Yeah. You know, so, but um, so I mean, part of me wanted to go on these comment sections to strangers to be like, "You're wrong," but I'm like, "I have a why." Yeah. You know, what's yeah. What's that gonna do? So I think that this defensiveness comes um, be- when we see outsiders as the enemy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and i think it's easy sometimes for church to label outsiders as the enemy it's easy to say outside thoughts are the enemy and to have rhetoric surrounding this that they are the enemy and so then criticism from your enemy you're going to be defensive of because they're the enemy yeah like you're going to be defensive when the enemy does something because that's what happens in that kind of relationship context Mm -hmm. um and i think the church needs to get away from kind of that perspective, sure. that language, and that I- ideology that non-Christians are the enemy. Yeah. They are not. Right. I mean, even if you want to use like war imagery, they're... Mm, which I'd prefer not to. Which, they're <laughs> hostages. You know, like non-Christians are hostages by mm. sin and death and the devil, not the enemy. Right. <laughs> so like, so even if you want, even if you need that to kind of like rally the troops, that's a much better like mentality or much better language um than than yeah though even there i think they i mean i certainly hear what you're saying but i think even the hostage just gets us into this messy place of like i have to go and rescue and Mm -hmm. and i think we're going to end up in this you know in the same defensive sense of i have to fight down whatever lies are being thrown because i'm trying to rescue you from something you don't understand right yeah Yeah. and so i i I think hostage is perhaps more helpful than seeing them as the enemy it's i I don't know to me it's still problematic right it does it's not a it's not it's not an end game because it's not they're already beloved by God, right? Yeah. These people mm-hmm. that you're talking to, whether they know it or not, they're already beloved by God. And so how do we treat them as though they are already beloved by God? Sure. And how do we interact with them as though that's already true? Yeah. I think it just, it, it reminds you, they're not who you're fighting. 
Sure. You're fighting yep. something else. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, point two. Start with similarities. Always a good idea. One of these <laughs> things is not. Oh wait, no. That's it, not that's starting. A, that's with a different. Okay. <laughs> no, sorry. Come on. Two of these things are just like the others. There you go. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> not how that's. Two goes of these better. things are exactly the same. Great. See, it works. It's fine. <laughs> All right, uh, here's what Carly has to say. One of the younger... Oh, Carly. I, Carly. That was a show, wasn't it? The- they brought it back, too. It's, it Did came they? back, yeah. yeah. I've seen a preview for it. I've seen that. I've not seen He Gets Us, but I have seen a preview. I haven't for seen I For iCarly 2.0 or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. I, what is an iCarly? I have no idea. Yeah. Or, or you, Carly. I don't know any right. of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what she's doing, what, 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 what Carly's up to. Who knows? I assume this is not that. Okay. Because that's a fictional character. It's not that Carly. <laughs> This is a real Carly. Oh, okay. <laughs> but this is also not her name. So, right. have you ever met? I don't know. Have you ever met a Carly? I've met Carly. Andrews. Yeah, have you ever met a Carly? I don't know that I car. I don't know that I know a Carly. I know Carla's. <laughs> Riveting podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we take it from here? <laughs> <laughs> well, Carly anyway says religious organizations tend to push their beliefs on people and force their thinking upon them. People the yeah. under the age of thirty-five <laughs> tend to be more open-minded and free-thinking. Uh. <laughs> How many people under the age of thirty-five does Carly know? Right, I, she's one of the younger interview interviewees. So okay. they did interview well, like younger Mills and uh, Gen younger Z. Mills. Yeah. Sure. Okay, I also think this is heavily geographically dependent. Sure. Too. Okay, what do you mean? I think that there <laughs> no are Southern Baptists. <laughs> Let's just <Yeah>. say it. <laughs> That's what you're saying, Elise. Right. Well, I'm just saying there are pockets of the country where I think they tend to be more insular. Yeah. Just even if you take religion out of it, I think just culturally they mm-hmm. tend to be sure. more insular. So that's what I mean by that. Oh, I think not that the Southern Baptists, not coming for them today. Not yeah. today. Not today, not Southern today. Baptists. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next week. Right. Right. Putting you on blast because uh, it's coming. <laughs> no, I, I think that's fair. I think too, you know, I, I've known plenty of people under 35 and I'm no longer one of them, but I've known plenty of people under 35 who are just as close-minded and certain of themselves as they are anything else. And now typically, sometimes they're close-minded in their openness, in their open-mindedness, right? They're, they're I, so I, open-minded that they refuse to accept anything that's not open-minded or, you know, however you want to phrase it. Like it doesn't, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if anybody else in the world does, but <laughs> it's out there. <laughs> he gets it. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, I don't think that age is as much to do with it. Now, I do think if her point is that the church needs to look for things that we have in common before we point out all the things that are different. Yeah. I can get behind that. Like if mm-hmm. I'm having a conversation with someone who doesn't know anything about Jesus or anything about faith, how do we start from a place of, Hey, you know, we want to feed people because we think that matters. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're like, Oh yeah, I want to feed people too. Great. Let's, let's start by doing that thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's start by think finding the things that we are both passionate about that we both see doing something good in the world. And then that can be a, a foundation for future conversation and future relationship building. I think one really good example of that would be interface here in the woodlands. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. It's a hugely successful mm-hmm. organization, I guess would be the right term for it, right? Yeah. Some sort of faith initiative organization. I don't know, yeah. but it's, yeah. you can probably do a better job explaining this than I can, but it's essentially a partnership between different faith traditions in the mm-hmm. Woodlands, right? And they all sort of work together for community mm-hmm. projects. Yeah. So I, yeah, community projects would be one way to think of it. So Interfaith was started when the, the Woodlands as a community mm-hmm. was founded. And so it started as a way to connect people to faith communities. And mm-hmm. so um, you moved into the Woodlands and somebody from Interfaith said, hey, where, what kind of 
faith background are you coming from? Can we help connect you to the local congregation, et cetera, et cetera, and kind of helped make those things happen? Because uh, when the Woodlands was set up, one of the things I understood is that to be a successful community, people needed that faith component mm-hmm. to things. Um, but it's grown into this multi-million dollar organization where they have uh, a free clinic for medical, dental, and uh, some psychiatric care. They have a food pantry. They have a job a training uh, setup. They have a, 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 they call it the hand-me-up shop, which is kind of like an upscale thrift store, but mm-hmm. people can get vouchers to go and uh, purchase clothes there that are like really high-end stuff because right. we've got a lot of uh, people here in the woodlands that can pass on high-end things. And then these people can get these for great interviews and things like that that they nice. otherwise couldn't get. So there's lots of really great uh, initiatives that like that or that happened like that, but it's supported by 65 different faith, uh, I'll call them congregations for lack Mm -hmm. of a better, you know, Mm -hmm. broad term, right? But it's not all Christian, right? So there's uh, all swaths of Christianity within the area, as well as um, some uh, Jewish or a Jewish uh, congregation, at least one Jewish congregation, Uh, a Hindu temple is part of it. Um, I believe we have some other groups as well that are represented. Uh, But yeah, so it's a a multi- multi-faith group that comes together for that right so i guess that just sort of reinforces the idea that in most contexts your differences do not matter right yeah because we're all in we're all in this uh, idea of hey we want our community to be healthier right Mm -hmm. and then we'll figure out where to go from there right Mm -hmm. yes um yeah i I think we're all gonna be on the same page i think starting with our similarities acknowledging that we have more uh that unites us than divides us and that's a that's a good thing Mm -hmm. and 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 springboarding off that uh and you know not to get too defensive minding here. I think what Pastor David, you were kind of bringing up for us earlier, like Christians can be incredibly judgmental and exclusionary. Mm-hmm. Non-religious groups can be equally judgmental and exclusionary, sure. yeah. but on different things. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. uh, you know, that they can, they can fall into these exact same traps, these exact same um, fundamentalism ideologies, whether they even sometimes know it. Yeah. Um, but, one of the things that kind of uh, he gets us, the campaign, is trying to, to kind of acknowledge here that they kind of highlight in this section would be Jesus knows what it's like to be wrongfully judged. Mm. And mm. Um, and so we need to be very careful about placing judgment on other people sure, and yeah. other people's life choices um, because – our God was wrongfully judged. Mm-hmm. And so we want to make sure if you're going to proclaim those things, you better be right. Yeah. And far too often we're wrong. Mm-hmm. And so um, that means um, a Jesus who in scripture engages with the lepers, mm-hmm. the prostitutes, the sick, those that are on the outskirts and kicked out of polite society um, are the ones that Jesus engages with regularly yeah. and seems to have a, great relationship with um kind of convinces us are we doing the same you know i think that that maybe says if we really want to be serious about talking to those that are not christians are we starting with uh those that are on the outsides yeah yeah well and you know jesus even talks about this in the sermon on the mount right uh why do you uh, judge the neighbor or the speck in your neighbor's eye before you deal with the plank in your own eye, right? Mm-hmm. That I think the church has plenty of planks in our own eye, but we're very eager to often point out the speck uh, in other people's eyes. And, right. and we can't we can't always hold other organizations to our standard. We have to hold ourselves to our own standard. We haven't always done a good job of that. Right. Yeah. All right. And lastly, um, well, maybe there's four. I don't know. Three and four sound exactly the same. We'll figure it out. Uh, stay curious. I like that one. Stay no. classy. Yeah. Oh Stay no. Stay. Oh wait. Which one <laughs> wait is it? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> now I forget what it actually was. Right. Stay what? Curious. curious. Stay, Stay curious. Okay. Curious. Stay curious. 
which um, I do like. I like this point. Yeah. Um, so here we're, we're told that uh, listening, really listening, is perhaps the most essential response Christians can have when having these kinds of conversations with uh, non-believers, doubtful believers, or those on the outside. Mm-hmm. What kind of conversations? These kind conversations? of faith-based <laughs> conversations okay. with those that are uh, not, you know, within your own religious yeah. community. Somebody uh, comes up to yell at you about Jesus and like tell you that you're wrong. The it, best thing you can do is be curious. Okay, that's what I saying. mean. Somebody comes up to yell at me about anything, I'm probably gonna walk away. <laughs> Well, maybe they're, that's, ye- that's maybe they're the yelling you can do. happy birthday at a surprise party, Elise, okay? <laughs> that's <laughs> true. That's the, the door exception. She goes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the exception. At your rented island. <laughs> I want a surprise party. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, this is from uh, Rebecca McLaughlin, author of Confronting Christianity, 12, que- 12 Hard Questions for the World's Largest Religion. I've never read it. So are we doing all 12? No. Okay. <laughs> this is what she says. Um, hear the questions or critiques and ask curious questions about it because so often there's a story behind someone's question yeah. or skepticism. Mm-hmm. Even if it doesn't change the answer that we ultimately give, it might change how we go about answering it. Yeah. Man, asking questions is like the greatest gift that I've learned yeah. in, mm-hmm. in pastoral ministry is to hear people's story and rather than trying to answer it, to say, what do you mean by that? Or tell me more. Or, how, or uh, what, you know, what, is, what does that mean to you, right? You say you don't believe in an angry God. Okay, what does an angry God look like to you? Yeah. What does that mean to you? And Or you, you don't think God or Jesus could be God's son. Okay, what does it mean for to you for God, Jesus to be God's son? What, what does that mean? And mm-hmm. like so often, those simple little questions open up so much more conversation that you get to what's really going on behind things uh, rather than just trying to answer some surface level thing. Cause they're not necessarily interested in having the answer to that question. Right. Mm-hmm. There's, there's something else going on behind that. That's, mm-hmm. that's more powerful. And that is a better opportunity for that relationship to be built. Yeah. Jesus yeah. did that too. Right. So we've got a good role model. He was good yeah. at asking or answering questions with questions. I agree. <laughs> Enter the parables. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, which yeah. is like the ultimate question. See, see <laughs> episode, scratcher. whatever that was yeah. when we talked about parables. Yeah, whatever, yeah. It was recently. Right. Well, probably. Right. <laughs> Oh, well, Luke. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oftentimes, you know, people are saying like, I don't believe in God. You can, you know, ask what kind of God don't you believe in? Yeah. Probably. I don't believe in that God either. Right. You right. know, like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm probably on board with the God you don't believe in is one. I also do not believe yeah, in. So, right. um, so instead of jumping to those defensiveness or to, I need to have an answer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's okay to ask questions and to, to get to know, uh, where's people's point of view is coming from. Um, and McLaughlin will also say, um, it's also maybe you do everything right. And it still does not land on this person saying, great, let's get baptized. Or, you know, like, yeah. I want to be That's converted okay. right here. Yeah. 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 Uh, if we're coming with humility and love to share the gospel with someone who is skeptical, we're still going to likely feel rejected, misunderstood, and that, that we did not do a good enough job of getting our point across because they're not going to say, I'm converted. Let's do this. Um, the reality is people come to know Jesus in a wide variety of ways. Rarely is that one conversation or argument right. snaps the fingers and it clicks inside them. Right. Yeah. And uh, I really wish we could reframe like expectations around these like relationships and conversations. That's what we're doing too. right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, I this mean. This is your forum. Reframe it. Yeah. Let's happen. reframe it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because even I, like. That, yeah. The idea that everything has to be about like converting somebody or like sharing the gospel with somebody like that's to me that's besides the point like the point is to show up and respect and love you as a human right yeah kind of end of story 
and everything else I think kind of flows out of that mm-hmm. sort of irrelevant no, to I, I think me. that's a no I think that's a fair point and I think that's a critique that is rooted deeply in how we view God's work in this world right, right? Um, and you know if we view God's work as oh it's my job to make sure that people are saved because I don't want right. them to go to hell then of course I'm going to want every conversation right. to be about that because mm-hmm. that's the loving thing to do uh, in the same way that like, if I think that if you take communion out of, when you're not in a right mindset uh, and then you're going to go to hell, right. Then I want to stop you from t- like, it's right. a loving thing to not let you come to communion if you're not in the right state. Right. Right. That's the argument. Right. Um, but if the mindset is one that I tend to share of, Hey, this is up to God. God mm-hmm. is in control of this. And my job is to be a vessel of God's love out into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really not just about me converting or not converting anybody. It's about me expressing God's love into the world and allowing people to experience that and allowing the spirit to do the spirit's work as the spirit will then I don't need to, every conversation to end that way, right? right? And it's and so it's it's not just a reframing of this, but it's a reframing of our whole understanding of how God right. is at work in the world. Preach. Yeah. Can I get an amen? <laughs> amen. All right. Uh, the last point I have is, is, was ask more questions. But I think that's stay curious. I think that that's the exact same thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. like I think we're, we're getting there. Yeah. All right. Uh, so these are the things, uh, according to the He Gets Us campaign, that they kind of found that they – Non-believers wish churches know. Do you think anything else out there that you think those on the outside wish we knew? Mm. And this is tough because I've been in church work on some capacity for quite some time. Yeah. In fact, mm-hmm. I've really never spent a significant amount of time not working in a religious institution. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, you know, getting around people, you know, my day to day, it doesn't really happen. Yeah. You know, like it, it's not really something that I encounter. So what do, what do you think are the things that that uh, non-Christians wish Christians knew? Uh, I think that non-Christians probably wish Christians knew that non-Christians can do good things too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that just because a non-Christian does something without proclaiming Jesus doesn't mean that it's not a good thing. Um, I think that's probably something they'd want us to know. Yeah. yeah I'll stop there for the moment. Anything else? I didn't make our list from he gets us non-christians don't have little devil horns and a tail <laughs> they don't they don't okay yeah yeah i don't know i mean i could i can think of several i'm just trying to i don't know if that's just me saying that though no do it <laughs> you know, like, what you got what do you got we'll, well, we'll think, bring you in if we need to right I, I would say that i feel like we spend a lot of energy and resources on things that do not matter or do not matter in the way that we have traditionally believed that they mm, matter. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think a lot of what we do reads is arrogance as well. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, that would be two that kind of popped to the top of my head. Anything in particular that we do that reads is arrogance? I'm a little curious about that one. I hear what you're saying. I'm just curious what your experience of it is. Yeah. I mean, I think this attitude of you know having to have a defense for everything in particular you know that really is arrogant you know instead of like trying to be a soldier for your faith or whatever it's Mm -hmm. just arrogance yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, that's a fair point um you know off of that same idea of of arrogance and of, of always having the defensiveness i think that there's room for people who do not have uh a faith in jesus to look at the church and say the stuff that you do only makes sense to you because you've done it for a long time right and that's okay like it's okay for us to say yeah you're right in that Mm -hmm. but i think we also need to have the self-awareness to say yeah the stuff we do only makes sense because we've believed it for a long time and that's okay we just need we need to be comfortable in that and we need to have the self-awareness to admit that right 
All right, great thoughts. Um, lastly, before we close down, mm-hmm. I've got a, one other short story for us. Okay. One thing for us to look at. I'm surprise sh- story. Well, it's not, it's not a story. I told you about this. Oh, it's that one. Okay. Yeah. You said tell me about it. Uh, surprise. For- <laughs> surprise. <laughs> this is my birthday party. <laughs> so I think that's been going around. This is certainly not worth a full episode, but it's something that we wanted to kind of uh, maybe address a little bit. Patrick wanted to address a little bit. This, Boy. There's a thing go- uh, going around on the social meds right now of Christians on this airplane singing like a praise and worship song uh oh no (laughs) (laughs) yeah and uh and that's been debated right like i've seen the debates online of like is this cool yeah it's not but okay like is this cool (laughs) like um so some of the debates on well is this a commercial flight or a private flight like did they rent out this airplane to do like a mission thing and they're just doing their thing then that's their business right sure and I would be like, they I, didn't. They it was a commercial it, it was flight. But they did not. Yeah. It is a commercial flight. So that's oh boy. if you rent out your plane and you want to sing praise songs on it, sure, go nuts. Knock yourself <laughs> out. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Give the pilot some really great noise canceling headsets. I'm pretty and... sure the pilot can't hear anything. <laughs> the pilot can turn off what he hears from the cabin. Can the pilot ever hear things from the cabin? Yes. Depends on what kind of plane you're in. Well, I mean, they're not in a in a Cessna. <laughs> I know, but even like a King Air or whatever, like I can hear what goes on behind me. A King Air. If it's there's the jet. door in okay. between, I'm imagining like in, an in actual passenger, passenger plane. plane. Right. You're not like so talking in the pilot's like, what are they talking about back right. there? Like, <laughs> I'm imagining like I get on a plane from here to Ohio. Yes, mm-hmm. this is that, what like, has they are, other people on it. Right. They are flying in a passenger plane. Yeah. It is a large plane. Yeah. What they're flying. Um, you know, also, I think it's a bad idea. It was a valid point, though. I'm saying if you're was, renting a plane, right. I'm going to assume you're renting a small jet. That's fair. Or a small I was Im- I was imagining renting out a sim- the same size plane with yeah, a lot of you, Have you seen this video? I sent this to you. So, I mean, you would I have... Watch it. I'm sorry. That's fine. Oh. Yeah. It was <laughs> the, in the middle of a lot of other things. They're on a large plane, okay? A passenger, a large passenger plane. All right. So, anyway, um, they were getting some heat. And I think rightfully so. It's rude. If yeah. You're, if you're trapped in an in an airplane and all of a sudden some dude pulls out a guitar and like a bunch of people stand up and start singing, I'd be like, please stop. <laughs> I would be with the uh, engineer from Gravity Diagnostics saying, "This is giving me anxiety and I need to sue you guys." Right. This is I am <laughs> done with this. Tampering with the emergency exits. <laughs> yeah. How do we open up this door? Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would agree that I would be uncomfortable, but. According to so so this is what according to them this is what happened yeah so they were doing uh, mission work at Ukraine Poland border uh-huh. for uh, refugees great well, good great. for them I've, I have no idea what that entails but I I I choose to believe it was it was valuable sure. it, it was not taking Instagram photos with refugee children <laughs> it might have been that too yeah those kids are probably. The same race as the people who are doing this. So, oh, so they wouldn't take pictures with them. All right, all right, let's keep going. <laughs> I'm just saying, so it's not the white face surrounded right. by brown children, right. Right. you know. So it's a that know. old criticism. Yeah, um, but anyway, uh, they were explaining to the stewardesses what they did, and then asked permission from the stewardesses to do this, according to them. Right. And the stewardess said yes. Asked the captain of the plane, he said yes. Oh no! And so they did this. In which case, if the people want to be angry. They should be angry yeah, at the, I'm at angry the at that captain. Absolutely, I, I'm I'm with you. They asked again. I think it was probably a mistake to ask. I think again, let's just let's just be cool about it. People. I mean, I would not have asked. You would not have asked. They chose to ask. It's not their fault for somebody else saying yes. Yeah, but but the, the they were told yes, you can do this. So if you're looking at that and you're like that's that's awful, you know, 
Talk to the airline. I don't know what airline yeah. it is, and I honestly don't care. But if you're a Christian fly, uh, getting on a plane, you don't need to sing. It's cool. <laughs> we don't need you to bring your guitar. <laughs> Leave your guitar at home. Please. Plus, turbulence can happen at any time. And all of a sudden, that guitar is like flying Dwayne. around, hitting people in the face. <laughs> you know, that's a much more interesting video. Great. Like That's for sure. <laughs> Are we done? <laughs> We're done. Wait, he, just a minute. I actually have a recommendation. So we're not done. <laughs> I saw a movie on Monday that I think uh, everybody should see. It's really good. Called Everything Everywhere All at Once. It's really, Everything really Everywhere good. All at Once? Yeah. Where can I see this movie? At the theater. <laughs> <laughs> I have a recommendation while oh, we're on my it. Lord. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me finish mine. Um, okay. This movie is is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Well, yeah, this movie is certainly not going to be for everyone, but it was very much for me. Wasn't it called Everyone? everything everywhere all at once but um it's about a um chinese american immigrant woman who runs a laundry who's in trouble with the irs and who's been tasked with saving the multiverse uh so it's got some really fun martial (laughs) arts action it's incredibly sweet and kind it's filled with kindness and compassion and really really funny uh highly recommend i haven't heard anything about this movie Okay, well, it's it's a small movie, so oh, interesting. Uh, but it is incredibly, uh, it's an incredible movie. Okay. One of my favorite movies I've ever seen, ever. All right, Elise, what's your recommendation? <laughs> recommendation. What do you got? Uh, Throw Elise a surprise party. That's her recommendation. Yes, yeah. in fact. Uh, no, it's a documentary called Chicken People. It was a South by Southwest documentary a few years ago, and it follows the lives of uh, prof- professional chicken showers. Professional and chicken showers? Yes. Like the they show chickens? show chickens. At the rodeos? I was mesmerized by this like hidden agricultural world. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's, it's funny. I mean, it's, you know. Sure. Is it funny because it's meant to be funny or funny because it's like. A little bit of like the funny haha and uh-huh. funny like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a little bit of both. How so. can you watch this? Uh, Prime Video. It's on Prime? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Prime Video. Chicken and people. Pff, go to a theater. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to go to the theater because I want movies like this to get made because it's a smaller movie. It's not based on like existing comic book or book or remaking a movie. They should make more movies like that based on their original ideas. I don't have any problem with movies being based on original ideas. I have zero interest in going to a theater right now. <laughs> cool. Well, Just, you should not then. <laughs> I'm not planning to. I'll go to a theater. Yeah. Yeah. I got other things to do with two and a half hours of my life rather than sit in a dark room. Actually, sitting in a dark room sounds kind of great. You just said you wanted to do that earlier. Sure. So. Yeah, but not wow. with a whole bunch of other people, too. That's, <laughs> well. that's the problem. All right. Well, if you like this episode or any of the Beyond Sunday material, you can find us all at beyondsundaypodcast.com. Be sure to share uh, this out with your friends and family as you uh, are on your next flight. You can uh, stand up on the plane, ask Dogs. permission first, and say, hey, I've got a podcast I'd like everybody to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> just play it. Bring a speaker. Right. Yeah. Put it on your Bluetooth right. speaker and play it up. Uh, but you can send us an email beyondsundaypodcast at gmail.com alright thanks for listening everybody we'll be back next week with more Beyond Sunday <laughs>